Thanks for joining us here on Pretty Spiritual, where we're attempting the unthinkable about how to navigate this messy, beautiful, imperfect life with spiritual tools, what principles, and our own personal stories. So we're not experts. We're not religious. We're definitely silly. We're honest, real, and willing to share. So join us as we connect, bond, and grow together. Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome back to Pretty Spiritual. I'm Lindsay Pony. Hi, Lindsay Pony. Hi, Lindsay. To my left is our beloved Ella. Hi, I'm Ella. Hey, Ella. And to my right is Annie Banani. Hello. She's waving. <laughs> Everyone, she's waving. This is wonderful media. <laughs> Hi, everyone. We're so glad that we are back together again. Today, we are going to discuss the topic of self-awareness. So fun. Mm. A little confusing. (laughs) I'm thoroughly confused and somewhat aware, and I'm excited that we're going to get into this today. I'd like to start off first by talking about, I was going to break apart consciousness, which is being aware of one's environment and body and lifestyle while self-awareness is the recognition of that awareness. Hmm. Oh boy. Self-awareness is how an individual consciously knows and understands their own character, feelings, motives, and desires. Thank you, Wikipedia. (laughs) What a tall order. Self-awareness aligns honesty and accurate self-appraisal that can give us a clear picture of ourselves and guide us in our understanding of our motives and intentions. Please guide me. Guide me. Striving for and becoming more aware can be a powerful mechanism for influencing personal growth. That is why I've been really interested and most of my prayers have always included please guide me towards more self-awareness because Mm. I've really been noticing that where I'm lacking in self-awareness is a big piece of where I need help. Mm. Could getting to know ourselves on the multidimensional level help guide us towards who we've always wanted to be? Can more self-awareness usher us towards our authentic true selves? I wrote, we think so, and I'm sure we're all really hoping so. Mm -hmm. So I thought today we'd ask ourselves these questions. Why does self-awareness matter? What Mm -hmm. happens when there are parts of our lives that are below the level of awareness? What are the ways that we check out, whether it be addictive behaviors, over-consuming, family modeling that we are destined to repeat since we're not aware of it? Let's get into the topic of self-awareness and see what we become aware of. Mm. Sounds exciting. Great. Ella, would you like to start us off, please? I guess I would. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is a great topic, and I really liked those questions that you started with. I didn't notice those until right now. Um, (laughs) But I'm like, these are the big questions. I think for me, self-awareness matters because it's the link between my emotional life and my actions it's the place where I have choice is when I bring self-awareness into the equation and when the parts of my life that require awareness aren't getting it then I act out in these ways that are harmful to myself or to other people and like the addictive ways that you were talking about 
And for me, that kind of un, unacknowledged life drives me if I'm not aware of it. And that can be a painful cycle to be stuck in, especially if, you know, the way that I'm checking out is harmful. So yeah, it really is my experience that when I'm not aware of what's driving me, then I get stuck in cycles of addiction and I'm repeating dysfunctional learned behaviors and stuff like that. So I want to say that (laughs) when I first started uh, spiritual practice, I thought that having self-awareness would make me feel better. And eventually that has happened, but that was really not the case at first. What happened for me first was that I felt worse. And I was really pissed. I remember kind of sitting my Zen teacher down and like giving her a talking to where I was like, what gives lady like this feels awful because I was getting these windows into my behavior, but I was powerless to do anything about it. I have a front row seat to all this dysfunction, but I'm just sitting here and I can't change it. And I remember her, she kind of like in a loving way laughed and she was like, oh yeah, that's the first part. And don't worry, that's just the first part. The way that I started experiencing that self-awareness was that it would like break through my checkout behavior. So at the time I was doing a lot of binge eating and I remember standing in my parents' kitchen and my mom had baked this fresh bread pudding, which was my favorite binge food. And I just started eating it with a fork and I was gone, like swallowed up into this black hole where there was no self-awareness. And then this crazy thing happened. I'd been meditating for like three or four months at that point. I woke up in the middle of it and I was in my body. I was hunching over because my stomach hurt so much. I had like almost eaten this entire pan of bread pudding and I was like, oh, I feel sick. And then went back in. And that's how it was. It was waking me up in these really painful moments where I'm like, no, I'd rather be checked out for this. It it still wakes me up in those ways now, but now it feels soothing. It feels like a miracle. It feels like grace, actually, when it interrupts me in the midst of those Mm -hmm. cycles. Actually, for me, awareness now feels like a really stable higher power because I can always look for awareness when I feel lost and I can always invite awareness to show me the truth to show me myself it's a really powerful thing this is like a little silly story but this happened the other morning I sent an email out there's this issue that I've been trying to fix and I emailed the person whose job it is to fix it and they responded in a way that was wow I like raised my eyebrows looking at it essentially the gist of it was that I was dumb to ask the question and I was doing it all wrong and that's why things weren't working I really got agitated and I checked this email way before I was way before I'm supposed to because usually what happens is meditation and a morning routine and I'm like checking work emails before that, which is never a great idea. I I had enough self-awareness to be like, I am not responding to that right now, even though it felt urgent that I defend myself and clear my name. And so I walked away from my computer and I was just feeling agitated. And after a few minutes of being in that state of agitation, I was like, I'm agitated right now. And I got to breathe and pray. And it was something that I was like, sure, I was right about. So I'm like, please help me let go of that right now. Mm. That part doesn't matter. And then help me get into my actual morning routine. Self-awareness matters because it can interrupt us before we create wreckage in our lives, before we harm ourselves and other people. And that is my opinion. Thank you, Ella. Ella, thanks for sharing that with us. Annie, could you share with us any awareness pieces you may or may not have? 
Yes, thank you, Pony, for this topic. <laughs> thank you, Ella. I totally relate to the email, and I can't look at work email before. I can, and I often do, <laughs> but looking at it before a morning routine, I am off into the races. Pony, I loved your questions. Why does self-awareness matter? I'm, I'm stuck until I'm aware. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to be on a spiritual journey and notice retrospectively things that I have self-awareness about now, and it feels like I have self-awareness about a lot of stuff that I didn't before, but then it also makes me realize how much... I mean, this seems so simple, but I until we did this episode, I didn't even think about it, how unaware I am of things that I don't know about yet, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is mm-hmm. obvious, but I didn't think about it because stuff that I wasn't aware of before, like my patterns of denial or even the way that I drank or whatever big thing was in front of me, I just couldn't see it until I had the tools to see it. So what happens, things don't change. And maybe that's where the self-awareness for me starts to come in is when I'm stuck in a pattern long enough and it starts to cause enough pain, Mm -hmm. then I start to be open to other ideas. But until, well, whatever the thing is, is working, I usually don't get self-awareness because it's still working for me in some way, whatever it is. A big one for me is self-will and thinking that Maybe if I identify a problem that I know how to fix it. And so I think for me, a lot of self-awareness is currently based around thinking just because I think I've identified something that's, quote, wrong with me, then I can figure out a way to fix it. And I get really stuck Mm -hmm. in self-will where I'm like, I know the wrong part and then I'm going to achieve the right part. And then my mind starts coming up with a bunch of ways, even if they seem like spiritual solutions, they're still me really grasping at an outcome. Pony, your question about what are the ways we check out things we didn't want to repeat, but we weren't aware of. I just had this happen about a week ago where I had this realization. Um, There's a person in my family who I absolutely love, but they have a pattern, which they probably got from their family of talking very negatively about themselves, but in a funny Mm. self-deprecating way, but it's constant and I've heard it my whole life and it was never directed outward towards me or anybody else. But it was very much a person that I modeled after. Mm. And I just realized about a week and a half ago that I do it too. I'm like, why do I always talk so poorly about myself in my brain? Mm. I'm sure everybody who's listening can absolutely identify with that internal voice that is very critical and obscenely mean. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I just never understood where it came from. And I just had this moment of, oh, oh my gosh, that's where it came from. Because we were actually, we were traveling and I walked into a room and I had this feeling of like, everyone's looking at me and they all think that I look terrible, you know, Mm. which is so self-centered, first of all. (laughs) But (laughs) I was like, wow, what a crazy way to think about myself. It was just in that writing about it that I put two and two together of, oh, there, this came from someplace and I'm actually repeating a pattern that I learned from somebody else. And what if I didn't have to do that pattern? And I have a really simple thing that I've been doing to try to not do it that I will share when we talk about the tools. Annie and Ella, thank you so much for showing up to really take a good look at what's here. And it's, you know, it's uncomfortable and it's difficult. And I just, I really am in awe of, you know, showing up for this courageous journey that we're doing here and moving towards awareness. 
Ella, I really liked how you talked about how the the link between emotions and actions, um, how the awareness that's there is really the link between those two and how when there's more awareness, then it opens up a lot more space for choice. I've definitely noticed and why I was so interested in this topic is because I, I felt like I was really just running through some old dysfunctional patterns. That's really where my unawareness would take me. I would get on autopilot. And Annie, you made a good point where we spend more time being unaware than we are aware. And that can be really comforting. There's so much of our subconscious that we're, we're not there for. And it, that's why this is so cool that we can actually work awareness, just like working a muscle, like picking back up the awareness and moving towards awareness will actually bring us closer to awareness than unawareness, which really helped me with this because I thought, wow, we're striving for something here. That gives me hope. My spiritual friend, as I was explaining to her what I wanted to talk about today, she talked about awareness, just knowing what you are doing when you are doing it. Mm. And it <laughs> it sounds so simple. And as I get into my example for where my unawareness brought me this time and where I often find myself getting caught is the self-awareness mattering because it allows us to know what we are doing and why we are doing it. And when I am in the loop of automatic conditioning and dysfunction, I end up at the end being very confused and not understanding why I'm doing it. The parts of my life that are below my level of awareness. The example that I was going to give just recently, I went and did a breath workshop and it was really exhausting. And when I came back, I was exhausted <laughs> and I needed to cancel some plans with someone. And it was really, really difficult for me to cancel plans. The awareness here is that where I'm unaware is that I needed to cancel plans and that could have been okay, except that my old dysfunction patterns and how I operate in the world that I keep forgetting, I keep losing my awareness around this, is that other people's feelings and emotions are more important than mine. This is a big one that I get in autopilot around. I really need to show up for other people and I'm overly responsible for their emotional wellness. And how this is my dysfunction is that this is an old survival trait of mine. This is something that I would, that really helped me to survive when I was younger, is if I could help maintain and take care of everyone around me in my family, then I felt safe and I felt like I was going to be safe. And what I haven't realized is that I am continuing this in my adult life. It still feels the same. It feels like I'm bringing safety to myself and to my surroundings when I, what happens is, I'm actually causing a lot more problems and I don't recognize it. So with specifically with this example, I needed to cancel plans. I canceled those plans. The person didn't text me back. And then I went into this huge upheaval of how I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm bad. Mm -hmm. I've disappointed them. This means everything. My safety is in jeopardy also, which is a thing that gets triggered in part of my brain that I don't recognize, which then puts me in fight or flight mode. I'm like, oh, I'm not safe. This is a really big problem. And 
what I needed to do was go home and rest, which is why I canceled plans. And for a solid hour before that, I was like in fight or flight mode of like, Mm. this is horrible. I'm not okay. I'm going to lose love. These people aren't going to love me anymore. And in essence, I won't be safe because of that. Mm. And so just to bring this all back together of... I, I need self-awareness so that I can see my emotions and see my behaviors that are happening around that. And my old causes and conditioning of how I survived and what helped me before isn't helping me now. And for self-awareness, knowing triggers is really important. And I wasn't able to see that I got really triggered because of somebody else's emotional well-being feeling like my responsibility. And that is an area where I need a lot more self-awareness. And so that's why I'm doing this topic. And I'm excited to talk about the tools, which we're sliding right on into right now, so that I will get into an awesome little exercise that is going to show us how we can do that. I'm so excited. I need it right now. Thanks, Pony. Uh, Yeah. Should we go over it right now? Because I'll teach you. Yeah. Teach us. Okay, great. (laughs) So for my tools, it's an ABC model. And this represents the basic idea that external events do not cause our emotions, but that our beliefs do. Mm. So in my specific example of what was going on is that it's not the external event. Me canceling with this person, that event right there isn't what caused all these huge emotions Mm -hmm. deep with inside me, right? And that being the link between self-awareness, right? I lost all self-awareness mm. when I got trapped in my emotions and went back to my old conditioning. Mm. The reality that I brought into the world was that like, I'm not safe, things aren't okay. And it's all because other, I am very responsible for people's thoughts, their actions and their emotions. Specifically, I am overly responsible to keep other people's emotional wellness stable, <laughs> Mm-hmm. And someone's got to be in charge of that because people are not taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But just kidding. knowing, no, that's true. <laughs> but I did not have the awareness to be able to do that. And in fact, I was extremely triggered because that's the also the other piece of like knowing my triggers. Just like you were talking about, Ella, we wake up later, you mm-hmm. know, like, or we find ourselves where we can wake up and then actually fall right back asleep. in a way. And so the ABC, the basic model, which is really cool. So the A is the activating event. Okay. Mm. So we're going to identify whether it's in the moment, if we could be so lucky to wake up, or if it's, you know, this is a pen and a paper affair later on, we're going to write down the activating event. And we're going to look at that. And we're going to see how we got activated, what the trigger was there. The B is the beliefs you formed after the event. Mm. So the beliefs that I formed were that I'm bad. I'm wrong. I shouldn't be resting. I need to show up for everyone else. And the main belief of I am responsible for how other people are responding or reacting to my needs. Mm -hmm. Oh, that just hurt me. And then the C is the the consequences. Okay. Or this is how you feel after all of that, right? This is the piece right here where I really start to get to notice that this is like really old pain and trauma responses that sometimes I can't I especially don't have awareness in the moment I like really don't but I'm like this upset in the moment and then I I really get taken away in the emotions and I I I can't really actually do like an ABC 
right? Mm -hmm. But I can, what I'm hopeful for is every time I wake up here, I can come back and see that I'm getting better than I've ever been before. Mm -hmm. I'm getting more awareness of my triggers and what happened before and how that still comes up and becomes a reality today, even though it's not the physical, actual reality in front of me. It's one that I'm creating by my beliefs, which are making the emotions. And Mm -hmm. so if we come back to the A, B, and C, the activating event, and then the beliefs I formed after the event, I can see that it's actually the beliefs that are going on that are causing my emotions. And these are really, really old beliefs. Mm -hmm. And that's like where all this other extra stuff is that I can like take into therapy or I can talk with like beloved friends, you know, or I can put out into the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Google. (laughs) Hear my cry. (laughs) I can put on a podcast Mm -hmm. and uh, just really free myself and help myself become much more aware of what's going on really deep here. Self-awareness around all of this can really help me to live more authentically. It can help me you know, it was a whole 24 hours later before I saw that, like, mm-hmm. I was able to actually put all of this together. And luckily, I went home and I put myself to bed. Mm-hmm. So amazing. That's so amazing. Thank you, Pony. <laughs> um, I love that ABC tool. And I'm wondering if I'm not sure who the source is, but maybe it's something we can put on our tools page. Um, our if website. you go to our tools page, it's in a lovely piece of information that actually has 15 activities Ooh, so for cool. you because there's so many little ways to help build this muscle of building self-awareness. There's so many ways. And I know that right now we're going to get into some other ways. Thank you, Pony. Thank you so much for sharing that. And it sounds like such a tender breath work weekend. I know, right? <laughs> and oh the gosh. thing I was thinking of is this phrase that my somatic therapist shares with me a lot, which is, I can't predict, control, or manage how what I say or do will make you think, act, or feel. Mm. I always need to practice believing that because I'm like, are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure I can predict and manage and then I can control. <laughs> Tools for self-awareness for me have been, meditation has been a nice underlying tool underneath of it all because what you were describing, Pony, of being so caught up in an emotion or a feeling, I used to not have any space from that. And now I too, like you said, have these moments of grace where there'll be space from whatever it is, whether it's a big reaction or a little reaction or just a habitual lifelong pattern. And I was thinking about that when you were sharing of self-awareness comes because I practice these different behaviors and tools, but it's not like I can force my brain into seeing something new. And what if it is grace when we just get that flash Mm -hmm. of new Mm -hmm. awareness? And so if it's grace, maybe that's like not me solving something, but me somehow tapping into some bigger picture, whether that's a relationship with some idea of God or just a connection with the cosmos. What if that bigger picture awareness, that's that's grace. So mm-hmm. I was thinking about that. And another tool that works for me is reflecting with another person. Because like I mentioned before of the ideas that I can think habitually about myself or whatever it is, like I've noticed that I have pride come up a lot. And it's not like, I'm the very best or I'm the very worst, although those things are too. But it's, I think that I'm right. Mm -hmm. Like, I really think that I'm right. And I think that there's a lot of room for things where I know I'm not right. But then the stuff where I think I'm right, 
I'm definitely right. I didn't even notice how that is pride. Like I had no self-awareness around it, but I was doing some reflecting writings and sharing them with a spiritual mentor. So somebody who I get to work with and who can see me over time and give me feedback. And she reflected to me that that was pride. And I was Mm. like, oh, well, I don't know if you're right, but I'll think about it. (laughs) (laughs) But so for me, that's a tool, right? Is having another person who I let see me on a regular basis and kind of let into my consistent patterns. So then they can show me stuff that I'm not able to see yet. Once I can think about it, I'm open to it. I want to learn. But sometimes I'm so ingrained in where I'm at that I can't get there by myself. I've been experimenting with how to use my higher power to usher in change when I do have a new self-awareness. So that thing around pride, or I mentioned that thing about that negative thinking. And I've always known that I have these negative thinking patterns like that is not new but for some reason it just clicked of like oh this is where I learned it from oh just made made so much more sense to me and but I can't think my way out of the thing I've been doing so I've just been asking in my morning practice how higher power how can I grow you know how can I be more useful on that same thing of that the negative thinking I had a really fun conversation with a friend the other day And I was sharing with her that I'd been traveling with my wife. We'd been in Mexico and I talked to her about walking into a room and being like, everyone here thinks I'm the most disgusting person on the planet, you know? And so I was joking about it, but also I'll look in a mirror and I'll think, I'll think these really mean things like, oh, you're horrible. Oh, your face does this or whatever kind of thing. And so I told my friend, I've been trying to notice it, be self-aware and then say something that I think is so uncomfortable, like, wow, I think I'm really pretty. And even saying it out loud, it sounds so dorky and like people don't talk to themselves like that. And I was like, yeah, but... But maybe they should. But maybe they should because the opposite (laughs) way that I've been talking myself is super mean. So even if it seems silly or hokey, what if the practice of doing the other thing I don't know, helps. So we were joke like laughing about it. But then she started messaging me all these affirmations that she says, like, mm-hmm. I am confident. I am enough. I've been doing it with my work stuff because I have this idea that I'm not where I'm supposed to be professionally. And that means I'm my brain's broken and blah, blah, blah. And so I'll notice that thinking. I'll say, wow, I'm really proud of myself and my accomplishments today. Mm. Oh, <laughs> And just the last part of this is repetition. I can get self-awareness and those moments of grace and those aw- the awakening to a way that I have been behaving. But for me, I need to repeat the new behavior and talk about the new behavior and talk about the new awareness with like with Ella and Lindsay and with other friends, because I will forget and I'll go back into the old way because it's really comfortable. I just made a spreadsheet that was nice things people have said to me. Because I, and I started making it a couple of days ago because I was like not believing anything nice about myself. And I, I wrote down just in the last couple of days two nice things. And I opened it this morning. I'm like, oh, that's really nice. Wow, those people think that. What if I thought that too? Huh. Those are my tools for my attempts at self-awareness. Thank you. I, I have a note in my phone of oh. compliments. Oh. And when people tell me a compliment... I write it. You slap them across the face and tell them they're absolutely wrong. That's what I do. I break their glasses. (laughs) One last little thing that you, while you were sharing, Annie, that they talked about at the breathwork workshop that I was at this weekend. And I was kind of, I 
couldn't understand what they were saying, but they were talking about sometimes we usher in like change and growth in a very feminine way. It's a feminine energy mm. way. And that's how they explained it. And it was almost like birthing something. Mm -hmm. You know how the birth just, it actually will just happen. Mm -hmm. You don't have to like force the labor or go into labor. Mm -hmm. And I was just reminded of that when you were sharing. So I wanted to kind of bring, you know, because I think I have such a masculine, especially like I'm going to show up not to like genderize it, but they did for whatever reason. And <laughs> there was like, you know, you're doing something, mm -hmm. you know, and you're showing up literally like mm -hmm. forces into being or happening. And then there's also another energy of just being here, being with it. And then it kind of birthing and growing. That reminds me of what my aunt said to me when she was in town about, she was talking about working with one of her students who has a really hard time with reading. Mm -hmm. And during the process, he got frustrated and he was like, we're going pretty slow, aren't we? And she said, sometimes we go fast and sometimes we go deep. And I'm like, oh, there's this gestation process that I don't have awareness mm -hmm. of. Or patience for. Forget that. <laughs> and it might, I can maybe just trust that that's happening. And when it's time, it'll, I'll experience it like grace. Because when Annie was talking about grace, I was really relating to that. So my tool is meditation. Duh. <laughs> Yay for meditation. It has just been such a game changer in my life. I am especially fond of meditations that bring us into our lived physical experience. So rain is a really great meditation. You can find that on all over our tools page. I'm not going to go into it right now. I'm just going to excite and titillate you with some of the gifts of meditation and as far as self-awareness goes. And so um, one way that meditation has paid off for me is that when I make it a daily habit, I'm creating these new neural pathways in my brain. And the more I travel down those pathways, the more ingrained they are, the deeper the groove they make in my brain. That is something that Buddhism said 2,500 years ago. And now we actually have the neuroscientific tools to prove that that's what's happening. And so that, for me, feels like a really, really satisfying thing. It's habit. It's the more I practice doing something, the more available that will be to me at all times in my life. And I actually really like that as a very kind of simple and satisfying way to understand some kind of basic idea of karma. Because the more I think or do or feel a certain way, the more I set myself up to experience that in the future. And that has been really true in my experience. So if I'm used to practicing this kind of open awareness during meditation, that state becomes more available to me in my daily life. So that's one way that it really pays off is that the more I do it, the more I can do it. The other way is the grace thing. And that is not something I get to be in charge of or control of or even kind of like understand where I am and the gestation process. I wish so bad. All of a sudden, I'm just holding this placenta-covered self-awareness. I'm like, oh, I have birthed you. Just kidding. That's not really. That I mean, is the Wouldn't best. that be delicious? I, so I actually want that one. Well, I'll have to. I'll have to see if if Grace can materialize it for me that way. But um, so there's this totally other effect that meditation has on my self-awareness, where it's like. Just like in that binge, how I got woken up and I was like, I hate this. Self-awareness does this grace thing where it just kind of like interrupts me in my life. And I 
have this experience of self-awareness in places where it feels totally revolutionary. And Mm -hmm. that is such a cool thing. It's like this, the power of meditation is breaking through whatever my ways of dissociation are. And I, I still have that experience where I get really uncomfortable, where I get interrupted in an eBay binge, or I'm like, picking at my scalp and I have this moment where I'm like, oh, I'm really hurting myself. You know, mm-hmm. they're not, they're still not comfortable, but I trust those experiences now because I know that they're the first part of how self-awareness starts to change my relationship with the stuff that's below the level of self-awareness. And the last thing I want to say is looking at motives and, and intentions, especially via writing has been such a helpful tool for me because usually when I write I'm exposed to self-awareness that I otherwise would not have known was part of the picture and looking at motives and intentions is a really 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 good magnifying glass for mm-hmm. self-awareness and so when I do that kind of writing I'm aware of often conflicting motives or intentions some are you know positive Some might be what we like to call underbelly motives, which is, I don't really want to admit this, but underneath the positive thing, there's this maybe selfish thing or maybe um, whatever. So doing that can be really helpful for me. And the benefit of doing that kind of work is that when I go into circumstances or relationships where I feel like I'm not sure what the right thing is to do, that kind of self-awareness gives me this foundation of safety. Mm. So if somebody's like, hey, you messed up, I can say, you're right. I wasn't sure what to do. I chose this based on, you know, like motives X, Y, and Z. And I can see now that that didn't work out the way I thought it would. Or whatever it is, I don't, if somebody... um calls me out on it or things kind of fall apart in front of me, I can be really direct and honest about owning my part of it. And I can also um, really trust myself because I know that at the time I was acting from what were all the motives and intentions I had access to consciously. So there it is. Simple. We solved it. We solved. did it. We're also very aware now. I'm so aware. There surely can't be anything lurking underneath. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us. We love you. So you can... We would love it if you listen on Apple Podcasts, if you would rate and review us. That would be so cool. You don't have to, but if it's fun, we would like it. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram at Pretty Spiritual Podcast. You can find us on the internet at prettyspiritualpodcast.com. All right. Love you all so much. We love you. Bye. We love you. Bye.